Want to know more about the music industry? Want to hear real, honest conversations with people who've made their living in the music business? Stay tuned because you're going to love Dallas Music Network's brand new podcast series, The Deep Dive. In The Deep Dive, you'll get a raw look at entertainment's inner world from the people who know showbiz best. Your fearless leaders on this fantastic voyage are Paul Pappy Middleton, an award-winning live tour sound engineer with over 50 years of A-list artist tours, and Math Tracks, a seasoned producer and talent developer. Collectively, they've worked with the likes of Erica Badu, Bonnie Raitt, Willie Nelson, Lyle Levitt, Bobby Sparks, and many, many more. Get ready, because it's about to get deep. This week's guest is guitar slayer Justin Lyons. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is Pappy out here at Palmyra Studios, and I'm with the Dallas Music Network. We've got another unbelievable artist to turn you on to. If you don't know about him yet, you're getting ready to know about him. In our studio today, we have a really, really close, close friend, good buddy of mine. He's been playing for years. He's been one of the Dallas DFW greats for years. Now he's one of the world greats. He's played with numerous artists. Y'all give it up for guitar slayer Justin Lyons. Yeah. yeah. What's up? It's good to be here. Great Thanks to have you, bro. Yeah, Great to have you, bro. Man, it's, it's so many places we can start because we've been knowing each other like since what? Uh, 20 plus years. Single, single digit ages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, this is crazy. Yeah. So tell the people how you got started oh okay yeah uh born and raised in church dallas native born and raised uh, brought up my roots oak cliff texas and um my grandparents pastor and wife of a church uh, my entire family is musically inclined i was cultivated from just the scene of gospel in church and that's, that's how i started getting you know my nurture and that's a good start. It's, it's it's one of these stories that I wanted to re- specifically talk about when you were younger, how his mom was with him, mm-hmm. like how Hello. like she would literally pray for you to be able to like. Well, every Wednesday night we had Bible study at my grandparents church, but mm-hmm. um, I never forget my mom taking me to uh, Brook Maze at a young age. She saw my interest in music. She took me to Brook Maze and they, uh, she asked them how much was it for guitar lessons. My son is showing interest. How much is it? And the guy, I remember the guy, he seemed kind of uninterested because I was a child and I know how that can be, you know, mm-hmm. with patience and everything. But he said $75 for 30 minutes. And my mom, her face just kind of like <laughs> cracked, you know, because, um, you know, Things weren't, you know, it wasn't yeah. as easy back then for us. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember grabbing her and saying, Mom, it's okay, I'll learn. And from that moment on, every Wednesday night, I would get in prayer line that God would bless me to play guitar. And uh, she was very instrumental with making sure I had, um, I sat in front of the radio and just picked up. That. That's why my ear, my ear mm-hmm. is crazy. I can hear you yeah, will so yeah, tune yeah. just one bar and I can turn it into an entire song masterpiece she just always kept me in front of the radio she would sit behind me at church at five years old and she will hum to me what to play play it like this never take your eyes off the person she gave me two incredible notes that has worked for me in my entire career never take your eyes off the person leading the song and never take your eyes off the person directing the song so as i'm growing up as a kid in the church yeah. You know, arena, I was always just watching, watching to now being on grand stages 
I'm watching and paying more attention than the music director is most times because they're down here and I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, they trying to get our attention. And then that ends up putting me in those positions to be music director in a lot of situations. Yeah, you've done that a lot. And that's that's like so dope. It's, it's surreal for me to like be able to interview you because like we're like yeah. family, like yeah, family, but, like yeah. People literally think we're blood cousins because we've been around each other. Mm -hmm. Like I literally used, I used to get the privilege of taking you to guitar lessons with T Lee. Sometimes, it's a, oh, uh, shout out to Tim Waits. This guy named T Lee. He played. He was the bass player for the late uh, Lucky Peterson. The, the you know, the blues great. So that was Lucky's bass player. I did two Lucky albums here. Right. Like, yes. yes. And. Yeah. T so instrumental in my, that's in my who life, for sure. was giving him lessons at the time that we kind of like were around each other starting out. So that is just like, it's so great to see your progress, man. Like, I'm so, so, so proud of you. Oh, blessings, man. Thank um, you, man. Thank you like, for your <laughs> instrumental part in my life, too, because he would come pick me up all the time and take me say, to like certain gigs. I would be coming to go get my guitar lessons. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it wasn't not nah, not the guitar lessons part. The gospel scene was heavy yeah, growing yeah. up in the 90s. Yeah, it was really heavy. So like he would probably be up there singing. And I'll be the little 11-year-old little boy on the guitar <laughs> over there in the corner. So yeah, it's really yeah. Them UPC days. Yes, uh, yes. Terrence Mackey, UPC. Shout out yeah. to T-Mac for making that platform for us when we were younger. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Either I'll be singing or playing on But that, that was a great experience to talk about, too. Like, how cool was it to come on? Mm -hmm. A situation up under your big brother, like mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Danny Lyons. To Danny, man, thank you, Danny. Danny, like, that's his big brother. That's both oh, our big brother, really, yeah. in a way, you know, because he got me into all of this. Like Danny is literally the guy that taught me how to play keys from the bass. That's how I got to believing in myself mm -hmm. on that instrument. Mm -hmm. But to watch him come in at a young age, eleven through fifteen years old, like his brother will be playing bass and you'll see him right there with him. Like, to have that guidance, to have mm -hmm. that mentorship from someone that is like blood, is mm -hmm. like, that's irreplaceable. Yeah. You can't beat that, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. I tell him to this day, like, him doing that, because he would take me everywhere, but he was so proud of me. And he would be the guy, like, you know, most people, we, we get a lot, you know, you get mm -hmm. hate sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. But he was the guy that would put the guitar, he would say, here, and then he'll walk off and just be like, yo, listen to my brother play, my little brother watch him. And so those things, taking that on at 12 and 13. He gave you that confidence. Now when I'm in front of people, it's like, yeah. I don't care how big the audience is, I'm not afraid because of those early on. Those moments. Lessons, yeah. So a cool, cool, cool story, how you got with Big Bang. Like Big Bang is like one mm. of the biggest K-pop bands out there. So tell us that story. Like, tell us that story, how that came to fruition, man. Like, it's really cool. I, I call it the Cinderella story for me mm. personally, because, um, you know, being a musician, as uh, we've all encountered. It's not easy, <laughs> bro. You have some yeah. moments like, why am I doing this? Oh, I need to get a job or, man, that mm. sounds foreign to me. But um, I never forget being at a low moment and my and my roommate at the time. Shout out to King Robson, who's also Dallas native drummer. Uh, yeah, he's in L.A. now too. Yeah, so 
So yeah, loving the progress of everybody. Yeah, everybody's just taking off. But um, I never forget he hit me up and said, "Hey man, check your Twitter." And I wasn't really familiar with Twitter. This is like the early stages of Twitter. But he said, "Check your Twitter. Somebody's looking for a guitarist." And so I go to my Twitter and he said, "Hey, I'm looking for African American guitarist for an overseas opportunity." I didn't know what it was. I had my passport in my pocket. I was about to move back home anyway. So I was like, hey, I have my passport. I'm available. I'll leave right now. And he loved my response. And from my response, he started asking me questions about life, about my character versus my playing. Then eventually he asked me, hey, do you have any YouTube? You have any YouTube clips or any photos? Musicians out there, always be prepared. Have those things. Just stay ready. Yeah, yeah stay ready. ready. Yeah. And uh, when he asked me about it, I just hit a button because I love photography. Yeah, I love filming. So yeah. that was something I always had ready. Hit the button. And funny thing is, this guy, two weeks earlier, we just watched him do the MTV Unplugged with Lil Wayne. Yeah. So I had never toured before on that on that level. So just seeing like, yo, this the same guy we just watched on. Oh my gosh, you know. So I, I hit him up on Twitter, and the next day he called me. We had a, a Skype, and he was like, "Well, the job is yours." It's like wow, and that changed my entire Everything. career after that because the K-pop world of music is just. It's just it's a big it's a big monster. You yeah, know? it is. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely blessed to have been a part of that. You gotta take a chance sometimes, and he yeah. took that chance. I took the just... chance, and we urbanized their music. What yeah. you hear today from like the K-pop live sound, mm -hmm. we urbanized that. Yeah, we yeah. just started that in 2000. Yeah, because they're like Justin Timberlake of nah. Korean pop. Man, nah, they the nah. Michael Jackson. Yeah, they're the Michael Jackson of K-pop, yeah, and, and the Black Pink, like, the girl group. They're mm -hmm. like the Spice Girls of today's generation right yeah. right so. right so yeah they're really really huge so that means y'all had a good hand in defining that mm -hmm. k-pop sound now yeah, yeah. And to what it is yeah for sure wow that's crazy man yeah. bro you play everything you play trumpet and he told y'all that story earlier but he plays everything i remember this one crazy story i walked into a church one day when he was playing i was coming to his grandparents church this is when i met chadney crystal shout out to Ch chadney crystal she's a wonderful you can see her on Dallas Music Network as well. She, when I met her, I came to the church and he was playing, but, and I'm sitting in the back of the church and I'm sitting here like hearing a full band, but I don't see a bass player. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, where is the bass player? Hold on, I'm hearing somebody play root notes. Nobody's on organ. Dude got the bass on the floor. We, I kid you not. <laughs> He has the bass on the floor playing bass with his foot. Yeah. On the frets with his big toe. Yeah. A guitar in his hand playing guitar and playing keys with a keyboard right there. Yeah. Literally playing everything. Playing the, the, the bass sort of stuff and then to come back with a rhythm lift, riff or whatever, but all the whole time holding the bass line down with his foot on the bass. So I'm sitting here like, what even made you think to do that? I did the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> what better choice than myself, you know? The only Boy. question I got, were you just doing it on the E string or were you going to A strings and D strings? Oh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah he's playing it like, you, yeah. like it was I, a I, football. I can't even board. imagine doing it on one string and just going up the scale for right, right. I need an right. E up here. That's fine. He playing with his <laughs> foot. Because that. that was like, he was like, come, and that was why I think that's why he was like, come up here. Like, I'm doing too yeah, much. I need to help. I need to So yeah. then we ended up, she was singing, if only you knew for that wedding. That was mm -hmm. for a wedding mm -hmm. one. My, my sister. Your sister wedding. Yep. We played for your sister's <laughs> wedding. I hate the <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> that's great, but it was crazy. Like that's a so multifaceted, multi instrumentalist. Blessings. But tell them about like your production life. He's also a great producer as well. I think for me, it was about really needing to and wanting to really get a sound out. Like, I want to work with other artists, but I don't like the time that it takes trying to get a record to them. Like, it's sometimes like when you're not connected in certain departments or areas, like I'm I'm self-managed right now. So using those connects is different than having a manager that is connected. And, you know, when it comes to production, man, I just wanted to, it's too much to be said. It's the the essence of music has changed the substance is not there anymore so now i feel like since i've been propelled to be in a uh a more wider stretch mm-hmm. um it's i should put out music with substance because a lot of people are going to gravitate to it in here right man and then like it'll it, trinkle yeah. down to everything else and everybody else i'm connected to i get you know yeah mm-hmm. so Let's talk about how musicianship and production collide. Like, okay, the story of the whole Crusade thing, which, so you started out playing for it and then you ended up doing records with it. Like, talk mm-hmm. about a little bit about that. Uh, okay. Well, with Crusade, it definitely started out as me as her lead guitarist. Shout out to Crusade Michelle. Um, amazing, amazing artist, mm-hmm. and started out as a guitarist, and it, it it was one of those things again of being just man in tuned. Yeah. Um, that she saw that different in me, you know. Yeah. Um, so it just ended up blossoming to like a great relationship musically, and I was able to be in the studio with her. She she enjoyed how my mind operated and. You know, me being a guitarist is still a string instrument. One of my loves is strings. And that's when we came together and we made uh, the Lyricist Opus. Oh, yeah. And that was a great project to uh, produce. Like, you have to really, 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 really make good relationships on these gigs and stuff because you never know what it can turn into. Mm -hmm. Talk about... So, we actually did some work together with... uh, Shout out to Eero, Eric Robeson. Mm -hmm. Connecting with Eric Robeson... They enjoy my aggressiveness. I'm mm-hmm. I can be a very aggressive guitarist. I'm I'm chill in the day, but at night. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but at night. But at night. Um <laughs> Batman. Nah. Right. But um they enjoy my aggressiveness because their former guitarist was very aggressive. So me being on stage and I was young and it was just it was a lot. So Vivian Green and Eric Robeson at this time, they had to do a tour together. That was how the label kind of set it up. They had to do a tour together and he had to bring two of his players and she had to have two of her players. She was like, I need my guitars. I need my own guitars. And Eric was like, you can't have three and I bring one. It got to be two and two. So I was available and they brought me in as the guitar. She had never heard of me. And uh, I never forget she coming into the room, shades on, scarf on. She she kind of didn't want to be bothered. She was upset about the trade, you know. Yeah. 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 And she sat in that room while we were playing, and I got I started playing, and she was just like, "Wait a minute, who is this guy? This guy is amazing!" Like, and then from there, that led me to end up being like a music director, and then I got in the studio with her. So. Yeah, God is God has been good to my journey for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, that's so dope. And you know, I never asked you how that that story went, so this is my first. I'm I'm hearing it with y'all. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
After that was Chrisette, right? After Vivian was K-pop. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. And she was, you know, she was saddened because I had to go out, but I was still the music director. I was still putting the band in place. Yeah. I built her show. I love arranging shows. Oh, I remember that because I used yeah. to come to the house and you would be working on the whole yeah. arrangement of the show. Like, talk, okay, that's cool to talk about, too, that people need to kind of see how much work mm-hmm. musicians do. Like, a lot of musicians want the music director spot, but they have no idea how much work and responsibility mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. So like that transition from being, really you were subbing for Kurt Chambers, amazing guitar player. And he subbed that gig, ended up playing, even though she kind of didn't want it to happen, become, becomes an MD. Now you got all these responsibilities, like talk about like handling two things like that I know are the, like the, the roughest things for a music director to deal with. The people okay. <laughs> in the in, that you deal with around being the music director. And then just how the, just name a few things, because there's so many. You say a few pe- things that you, you say the people you mean the band members or just period. Like dealing dealing with the different levels of people and then dealing with the different tasks other than playing as a music director. For me I have to view it from a place of what I would want to expect or receive. So that's just good leadership. Mm-hmm. I want great leadership. I want somebody that's on top of it. If I have a question, I need to I need to know. So for me, being in that position, I wanted to make sure I presented a place that my guys will have nothing to worry about. And making sure I got dependable guys that I know that can execute what needs to be executed. And that falls on me. If somebody ended up missing a flight or something, I knew that guy. He, along that journey, I knew he had a problem being on time. So mm-hmm. that falls on me, you know? Yeah. But um, dealing with management and all of those people, it's, it's, it's really easy just having a good relationship. Having great relationship skills, having good management skills for yourself in terms of uh, how to execute and what to deliver. That kept me in a great position with those entities. And and my thing, too, was I think we, we talked about this earlier, like a lot of people go to like L.A. or those other places, Atlanta, New York, Philly, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing against those. Those are some powerhouses of musicians that come out of there. But Dallas has some some hitters. Yeah, hitters. And like I've been to a lot of places and nothing hits like Dallas. Musicians like, man, we got that. We got it. We were like a gumbo of, of energy when we were doing music and yeah, anything we do, you know? Anything we do, we just got what that small community of the Badu crew called that hump. Yeah, yeah. we got that hump. Yeah, and for me, know? I wanted to put Dallas on the map. So knowing that this artist was Vivian Green at the mm-hmm. time, she was an East Coast artist mm-hmm. and I know what that East Coast sound is. So the Dallas sound, I, I had an opportunity to kind of shape a very crisp sound of something that I felt was huge. And man, I got the players that I felt like could execute, that could trust me, that understood the vision. And she she hit me up. The, the, the best compliment I think I've ever received was, man, out of 10 years of my professional career, this was the best show and the best band I've ever encountered. And nice. man, I, I held that. Who I was in that band? It was me, King, uh, Anthony Nolan. Our aunt played bass. To, uh, he played. Yeah, he played bass for okay. for a small time. Then I got Keandre Jones on keys. 
He played for yeah. a short time. Yeah, just tried to interchange it with with guys that I knew would do what was needed. Yeah, sure. yeah, it was a it was a lot of it was a lot of components to build that. And then that ended up opening up opportunities with when I was with the K-pop. I had to leave her and go to the K-pop. And then while I was home from the K-pop, I got hit up to do oh, Erskine. He was also playing as well. And then that's how I got connected with the Chris Set crew. So okay. So it was yeah. a lot of connecting dots. Relationships, relationships trump yeah. everything, bro. If you got the right relationships. Things mm-hmm. go places really yeah. quickly. Yeah. So you play with a lot of people, like a lot of people, and we've only we've named already named some A listers, and we haven't even covered the scope of that. Like, so you're currently with Machine Gun Kelly, mm-hmm. touring with him, mm-hmm. but you play for Lil Wayne. For me, some highlights: New Edition, Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the New Edition thing was amazing for me because I just watched the new edition the, series, the series that came yeah. out and then to get a call like literally a week later hey you want to play new edition I was like what but that was cool algebra uh Psy open Gunham style that guy mm-hmm. <laughs> um did we did Erica Badu from playing through the Sankofa way uh Tamla man in the gospel sector Myron Butler in the gospel sector Mary Mary, Warren Campbell. Mary Mary, yeah. Mary Mary, Joy Campbell. Um, man, yeah, production, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just You done touched some good things, bro. But you got records out. Like, not only is he an incredible producer, musician, he has records out. Like, you have an album out. First album was Lost, right? Lost, yeah. So he had an album called Lost. Talk a little bit about what made you make that record. Oh, man. 2000, uh, I think we recorded it 2015 and I released it 2017. Mm -hmm. That record was out. It was a place of life I was in. I was lost. I didn't know musically where I was going. I was in an interesting relationship. It was just a lot of moving parts, just a real roller coaster of life, you know? And uh, I I had to play what I felt. And if it wasn't for Chrisette Michelle, I would have never gotten the studio and recorded that project. She said, Justin, you make a lot of good music. People need to hear your music. I'm going to pay for your studio session. Mm-hmm. Get your, call your friends, call your guys and, and have them to come meet you. You'll hear more from Justin next week on the podcast. But first, check out his amazing single, Changes. I'm full of changes. Some may say that I flow like the seasons. You know what comes. Changes. If the weather ain't it this day and the next day is sunny, it's sunny. Changes How the sun comes up brighter day He said the path is this way Changes Yeah Changes How the leaves change one color at a time The spring shines on my favorite time I'm changing I'm changing Cause you don't know where I've been Lord, I won't pretend Like the smiles that I give Ain't taking everything with it You don't know what it's been To be the only one who can see it. And sometimes it makes me feel Like I can't swim Like it won't end Make it make sense I've been calling 
for this pain I feel like my petty days I pray that love will save the day Through these changes Life changes Yeah Friends change Yeah Money changes And love changes Yeah And you've changed And seasons change, yeah And everything's changing I know for love changes Some may say that I flow like the seasons You know what comes changes How the weather any day staying the next day is sunny How the sun comes up brighter than Set the path is this way to the Dallas Music Network podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. We're just getting started, and we don't want you to miss a single new episode. If you really like what you hear, please be sure to rate and review. Every rating helps us to climb higher in the podcast ranking, so new listeners just like you can discover the artists we're showcasing. Dallas Music Network isn't just a podcast, though. We also host live performances, interviews, and more on our website, dallasmusicnetwork.com. That's dallasmusicnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Just scroll up and click the links to catch the cool behind-the-scenes content we're posting to our social media channels daily. All Dallas Music Network shows can also be viewed in your TV through the Two Stage TV app, available for free on all major TV streaming services and in the Google Play and Apple App Stores for mobile devices. Dallas Music Network's shows, including this podcast, are brought to you in part by a generous gift from Timothy R. Wallace. We'll see you right back here really soon for more of the music you need to hear from the musicians you need to know.